All right, hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of uh, Good to Know Shreveport Bossier. That's our podcast. It's focusing on uh, all the good, fun things happening around the community, the positive things everybody can get behind, things that make life worth living. My name is Jeff Bynfor. I'm your host for today. Over here to my right, this is Paul Reeser. He's our co-host. And as always, we're going to let him do the honors and introduce our special guest. Well, as always, I'm super excited, Jeff. But today, I, I would never guess. Today, even more than most, because uh, we know that the Shreveport Mudbugs are the most successful sports franchise in Shreveport history. Amazing. I've heard that. And and Why the challenges, <laughs> the challenges of getting them here. Uh, well, in in terms of I'm not, you know, I'm how not many people show up, from how many people <laughs> show up, how many national championships they've won, uh, raving fans, but also uh, just the the story of how they got here, um, getting here, and then. Uh, partnering with the city to turn George's Pond into a place you could play hockey. Uh, today we have the general manager for the Mudbugs. If you want to know about sports, leadership, uh, corporate partnerships, community involvement, or just fun. You're I, not, I want to know about all of those You're things. not going to want to miss today's <laughs> podcast because today we have one of my favorite people in the world, Scott Musket. Scott, ah, come on. You. How are you, buddy? Terrific. Thank you for having Man, me. Man, I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> What's the glad connection? What's the connection? He's your well, favorite you, person you, in the world. You talk about corporate uh, corporate sponsorship is what I talked about. So ah. Mudbugs, Mudbugs are great, but when I owned the Sonics, uh, one of our favorite relationships was locally. We sponsored the, the Mudbugs, and it was just a great experience all the way around. And we can talk about that later. But first, I just want to know what's going on with, with Mudbug Mudbugs hockey, Muskie. You know what? It's, it's all good. Um, I thrilled to say that two days ago uh, our the league just sent out its uh, attendance records and reports and uh, we set a North American Hockey League attendance record and for the sixth straight season we led all of the North American League in attendance. Ah, so, congratulations. Uh, I truly appreciate the 318 and beyond for mm -hmm. uh, for being there you know for uh, there's enough there's enough people that say Oh, there's nothing to do in Shreveport, you know. That's <laughs> the second just time like I've that. heard that today, but go on. You know, but it's great that that people say, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, there's lots to do in Shreveport. You, you just get out and do it. Yeah, and yeah. and our true, fans actually. have been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's always nice to be able to kind of hold the mirror up uh, mm -hmm. and, and show Shreveport, like, Hey gang, I, I know there's enough pessimists out there that say Shreveport's <laughs> not a sports town, yeah. but it is well, because you don't lead all these towns in attendance if yeah. you're not mm -hmm. a sports town. But what about what is it about hockey that has been made it uh, successful here when so many other sports franchises have failed? Well, I, I again, I think that there's everything evolves. Its success evolves on identity mm -hmm. right and identity isn't what you are it's your ability to believe in yourself and what has always been a phenomenal relationship is the mudbugs ability to believe in Shreveport and Shreveport's ability to believe in the mudbugs okay so the identity has always been strong because that relationship has always been strong and then what comes from identity is a sense of self-confidence which is what the the team gets from the city and again what the city gets from the team hey we love the mud bugs the mud bugs are always in the playoffs and, and the team right. i can go out to 
you know, 1,500 kids who want to come to Shreveport to play hockey, and I can say, hey, guys, you know what? Like, nobody does it like us. If you yeah. want to come to Shreveport, you know, get ready because you're used to playing in front of 30 people. Now you're going to play in front of 3,500 people every night, and, and it, mm -hmm. you're, you're a rock star in this town. And, yeah. mm -hmm. and it just it, it snowballs into mm -hmm. something that truly becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It becomes a, mm -hmm. a, a success it, it, it breeds itself. And I'm, and I'm not a hockey fan, know nothing about it, but I love the games. What I am is I'm a, I'm a Scott Musket fan because when you came here, like I say, it was a challenge. Sure. You had to be very creative with the business. And also people love winners. So first year here, right. playoffs. Yeah. Second year, national champions. So that kind of helped. It, it does. It, listen. And, and your leadership is remarkable. I mean, you're not oh, only a coach, you. you're, you're a... Um, consultant for for other for the the biggest professional hockey teams, right? You're in Nashville, and yeah. Well, I, I enjoy that, and again, I thank Shreveport and the Mudbugs for giving me the opportunity to find out. You know, as a coach, when you are blessed enough to win a championship, the first thing you do is look back and say, "Okay, how H how did this happen?" Yeah, and. And how what, do we do it again? <laughs> right, right, because you want to repeat it, yep. so you have to ask that question, right? But, mm -hmm. but what you find is the answer is always the same. It's this was a great group of guys. Mm -hmm. The culture was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. The attitude and the energy and the, and the effort were unparalleled. You know what? I know that. So next year, mm -hmm. I'm going to spend even more time on our culture and our character and our yeah. development. You know, mm -hmm. and that sounds good until the power play goes over four. Right. And then, so, so what I find now is, now that I'm a general manager, I, I get to spend more time doing that culture development, that leadership development, uh, um, mm -hmm. because coaches can worry about power play and coaches can worry about penalty kill and face-offs and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and this gives me a chance to pour into the young men who who take that identity to another level how how can you grow us you know so i love it i, I really enjoy it and it's it's been a lot of fun i mean it's a lot of time it's difficult to keep it going it's difficult sure. year by year depending on the guys you have on the team to keep that culture in place how do you how do you deal with that how do you uh, with turnover in your roster, maintain the culture? Uh, this sounds very <laughs> small. Yeah. No, no jerks allowed. Okay. Uh, makes sense. I, I don't care how many goals you score. Yeah, I don't you care wonder, how many you points you get. You guys in the locker room, right? If you're not, if you're not a high character guy, mm -hmm. you, you just, you can't, you can't be a part of what we do here. Okay. Um, and again, because there's so many so great relationships. You're out. <laughs> so it was really nice having this podcast with you. Yeah, like that. Prove my point. Well, <laughs> you know, and you read that in all the management books and you hear it in all the seminars that, you know, you have to keep your standards high. And if you have a person, sure. even if he's a high performer, if he's not a team player, you got to get rid of him. But most people don't have the guts to do it. Most people don't have the character or the love for the entire team to get rid of that high performer. Everybody's short-sighted. Yeah. So how are you so long-sighted? What, what advice would you give somebody that has a business that's like, I know I need to get rid of that guy, but gosh, he's a great pr producer. Yeah, you know, um, I, I had the opportunity to work with some different car businesses, some of them dealerships, some of them manufacturers, et cetera. But, you know, I, I ran across a gentleman who told me that, you know, he didn't care uh, if 
a salesman went in and relieved himself on the showroom floor. If he sold 30 cars a month, he wasn't going anywhere. Mm. And uh, I just sat down with him and explained to him, like, you, 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 and the reason that I don't permit it is there's a difference between a goal and a standard. And you don't reach mm. goals if you don't have standards. And a lot of folks think that the goal mm. is what comes first, and it's just not. You, mm. you don't reach goals if you don't have standards. So, um, so I, I sat down with them and I said, you know, if if you have one guy that sells thirty cars, but you have ten other salesmen who absolutely hate coming into their work every day, right? right you have to understand that it only is you're only three cars away from those other 10 guys, from, from taking that guy completely out of the picture. Not only do you take him out of the picture and still have the same production, but now you have 10 other guys who are really happy to come every day. Right. Now, now tell me how yeah. important your numbers are, right? <laughs> right? Because multipliers are so hard to come by. Finding that person who comes in every day that mm. doesn't just add one, but hey, you know what? I'm going to make you better today, and I'm going to make you better today, and I'm going to make you better today. I'm going to make you better. Today. All of a sudden, that one guy makes four people better. So let's say that he makes them 10% better. Right. He just made that team 40% better just by having the right guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take away the wrong guy, right? You you remove that divider. So if you take away the wrong guy and give the right guy the opportunity, you're multiplying results and getting rid of the guy that divides your results. Mm-hmm. That's why for me, don't don't allow bad people into your mix. No it's, jerks. Mm-hmm. No jerks. Yeah, no that jerks. makes sense. That's Talk good. to me about the fans. You're setting record attendance. Um, right. Are the fans here, are they knowledgeable? Do they know what they're watching? Or do they just want to see people get hit? You know what? I, I, I'm glad <laughs> to say this. Some are very knowledgeable. Yeah. Yes. Very, very knowledgeable. In fact, most are. Mo- most are. Okay. Uh, but it, I still... So when we sat down uh, seven or eight years ago and said we were going to do this, mm-hmm. our, our model, our business model, was based on you know, visually seeing people come to games. And what we said we wanted to do was we wanted to shake hands with people as they were leaving the building and thank them for coming. Mm-hmm. And we wanted people to shake our hands and say, we had such a great time, did we win? <laughs> <laughs> right. And that gotcha. was the model. Yeah. The model yeah. was, yeah. we want to have so much entertainment going on. Mm-hmm. That's good. That, that with all due respect to, to our players, I don't want to put a multi-million dollar business in the hand of an 18, 19, 20-year-old young man. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we have so much going on and it that every fan comes in and says, oh, this part is for me. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm here because of me. I'm here for something that involves me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's why it's it's critical that, you know, we were doing things that involved the outside folks to come in so that if they don't understand hockey, it doesn't matter. They still right. have a great time. Talk to me about, I'm that, sorry, That's go me. Ahead. Well, I go. Well, it's, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's talking about not just hockey. You're talking about so many things. I don't know what I'm doing. But <laughs> you're a good burger flipper. I, I'll give you that. Hey, I, well, I got to where they wouldn't even let me do that. <laughs> but um, you know, you go to one of your events, and it is an event. The music is fun. You have a game every period. Every time there's a there's a there's any kind of a call, there's a stop and play. It's not just dead time. I mean, they're out there entertaining, uh, involving folks, and that's why it was great for us to partner with you. 
uh, as a corporate sponsor because we knew that we had such a positive affiliation that your fans loved you so much. If we were affiliated with you, they would love us just by association. Well, so, uh, so I want to say this. You were also the perfect partner for us because even though you can Don't say... Don't look so freaking surprised. <laughs> well, you just, look so shocked. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue, please. <laughs> you can say to someone, hey, listen, and, and this is what we tried to do. We tried to tell all of our partners, guys, for 30 nights a year, you have 3,500 people who are at your disposal. So if something comes up and you say, hey, I got this big event coming, I wanna do this on Friday night and this on Saturday night, the answer is yes, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you wanna bring your mascot out, you wanna give away coupons, you wanna have your, your name more on the video board, you wanna have an intermission activity around your business. Great, let's do it. The answer is yes. Well, as many times as we said that, a lot of our partners never really took us up on it, whereas you did, you know, and that's why I think the relationship was so good because, you know, you had a chance to be involved and make those fans your fans. Well, anytime that a fan comes to a game and they get something, like, it's, it's one of the freakiest things in the world, right? Shoot a t-shirt at right. a t-shirt yeah. people go nuts <laughs> and yeah. 900 people are going to beat each other up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for right. a $4 t-shirt right. you know yep. but but it's something for free like one of our huge nights is Mardi Gras night and mm -hmm. we just like our all of our partners come out with shopping carts like made up like floats and they throw their their business stuff out and everybody loves it and yeah. it's it's because you're involving them. They're getting something from you. And you guys just did a great job of taking us up on that. Well, I want to uh, ask you, mm -hmm. how did you find that partnership benefited your business? Well, it was like I said, we did try to take advantage of it as much as we could. And we would pour a lot into it. You would shake for your shake, and we wouldn't just give away <laughs> one shake. We would give away a whole sec. We'd give away 300 shakes. Okay. But 300, you know, oh, 70 of those people would come to the Sonic and get their shake. But 300 people thought Sonic's cool, yeah. You know, and and it's it's all year long, so yeah. it's it's a, it's a very positive association. We did it year after year. I would say I've never I've never plugged my YouTube channel before, but I want people to see this behind the scenes. So if you go to YouTube and put Mudbugs Sonic, uh, Mudbugs Hockey and Sonic, and see, I did a I did a deal one night where I went behind the scenes and showed what it's like to be a corporate sponsor, what it's like behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. It was it was super fun and remarkable. It was one of my favorite videos. But if you want to see what it's like to be a corporate sponsor behind the scenes, go check it out. If there's anybody still listening to the podcast at you know 25 minutes in, but uh, it, it was Not good quite. just to see how uh, what a great organization it is. I mean, I could talk Thank all day about them. But. Thank you. I won't keep on because we'll, we'll talk about the community at large. I think. Uh, talk about the league or the uh, yeah the league itself, but the franchise and uh, how that all works. People are confused. I think about who, who's playing on this team. Well, so I, I like to. I don't want to say confused, but they don't have full knowledge. Sure, yeah. I, I like to tell people this way: the mud bugs that I played for, mm -hmm. all of us were we were on our way out of the game. Mm -hmm. So we, 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 went, we went to school, we went on, and we were basically playing. Quick, I mean, just a quick recap. You were on the very first roster of the very first Mudbugs team when they yeah. first came to Bozier years ago when it was a professional league. Well, 
Shreveport first. So we first oh. started in 1997 in, in Hirsch Memorial oh, Coliseum, right. which is now George's Pond at Hirsch Coliseum. So in 1997, I was the first player to sign a contract <laughs> to, to play for the Mudbugs. And I signed a player assistant coach's contract in, in 1997. And then we played there until 99-2000, uh, and then we went over to uh, Bossier to, to uh, what is now the Brookshire's Grocery Area. Yeah. Um, but all of us then, we, we had done our tour of duty, right. right? We knew we weren't going to the NHL. Mm -hmm. uh, like the best hockey for us, we'd already played it, you know, yep. but we still loved it and we wanted to keep playing. These guys, so we were playing for 300 bucks a week. These guys are playing for 3 million a year, you know? these guys are all going up to NHL mm. and we were on our way out, out of the NHL. Yeah. It's kind of a junior league. They're on their way to college. They're, they're trying Absolutely. to get college scholarships at big colleges. They're yeah. trying to go into the uh, NHL. Yeah, so, so to tell you what this is like, like last week I got three different phone calls from three different NHL teams. Um, one phone call was about a player we currently have and the other two were about players that we that we used to have that are now in college but they just called me out and said Muskie you know you, you had this player play for you tell me what you like about him tell me what we should be worried about him we're thinking about drafting him we're thinking about bringing him to Florida you mm -hmm. know well mm -hmm. I can tell you this I can tell you that uh, so the nicest part about the difference in the leagues are as a fan you get to watch this guy play someplace else on your television set someday. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. for us, you, 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 you got to watch us year after year after year after year because <laughs> we didn't want to go anywhere. You know, Shreveport was a great place to play and yeah. you enjoyed it and you wanted to stay. These young guys, they're, they're, they're here, they love it while they're here, but they're here to go someplace else. Right, someplace, sure. you know, where they're gonna make, make some serious money. Yeah, What's the, who has the best college hockey programs? Oh man, it just changes every year. Like Quinnipiac just won a national right. championship. That, that was amazing, by the way. Yeah. So my son actually just committed to the University of Maine, oh, and great. Uh, um, you know the the Bears, the Black, yeah, Bears? Black Bears. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually played against them. I went to the University of New Brunswick up in Canada, mm -hmm. but we went down and played some exhibition games against Maine. And I remember telling my son oh. when he was just becoming a hockey player, like. Man, we went to Maine. It was so much fun. Like they had <laughs> newspapers out, and they <laughs> pretended like we weren't even there. Yeah. And uh, you know, they they announced who we were, and they're like, "Who cares?" You know, yeah. it was. And anyway, he he really got excited about yeah. you know what the university. Congrats was to about. him, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, he's excited. That's big. That's a big deal for a parent. It is. Yeah. It, it, well, and it's. I've come to really appreciate that when when your son is happy you're happy mm -hmm. and and he was he was elated by the opportunity and that that makes dad and mom pretty happy oh, of course so, that's yeah, fabulous sure. yeah. good deal how about denver denver has a good program yeah a really good program uh if you talk to our assistant coach gavin morgan he'll tell you denver's the best place that's where he went to school oh, did he? So, okay. yeah, yeah there's a lot of good ones uh, yeah. minnesota's always good michigan's right. always right. good denver's always good um, Maine's always there's there, there's a lot of mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Boston University, Boston College. There, there's a lot of really good programs. And it's amazing that hockey is spread all across the country now. It's not just a northeastern sport or a cold weather sport. Yeah, it's everywhere. It, it it really is. I I would love for the SEC to get 
NCAA mm. Division One hockey, but I, I understand why it doesn't. But I sure would love to see it. Uh, do, do any NCAA or SEC schools have uh, club programs? Now, uh, most of them do have club programs okay. of some kind or another, um, and and those that don't have an ice hockey program have roller hockey programs. So okay. All right. Oh, so that reminds me the year-round aspect of, of the mud bugs here in town. Well, we do what you do for community. It's a long season, but um, also beyond the season, you have junior hockey, you have the roller hockey. What what all do you do in the community throughout the whole year? Um, well, we we try mm -hmm. to as much as we can. Um, so we we when I say we, that's really unfair. Tommy Scott started and still runs. Uh, every summer a ball hockey uh, league mm -hmm. he loves it um, he has everything from there's special needs Sunday where mm -hmm. they come out and it's it's all special needs kids can come out and, and play ball hockey and it goes right nice. from that into uh, like a double a competitive team that travels all over uh, the United States playing against other ball hockey teams so <laughs> it's really wow. become this mm -hmm. thing of its own yeah. it, it really has very very cool um, and then we have uh, some roller hockey that that uh, that takes place. Mm -hmm. and What's then the difference between ball hockey and roller hockey? So ball hockey, you just run around in your shoes. Oh, okay. Um, they call it deck hockey, um, and okay. there is a little bit of difference between ball mm -hmm. hockey and deck hockey, but not worth it. You yeah. run around in your shoes and play hockey. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, and then, <clears throat> you know, our youth hockey program has grown tremendously. Um, the coaches and, and all of the parents who participate in it um, it's, I, I just can't say enough good things about These are them. little kids. So my son's grandson, my brother's grandson, yeah. is like four or five years old. Yeah. He plays on this hockey team <laughs> with you guys. He's yeah. obsessed yeah. every Saturday morning. Yeah. So last year they go to Dallas to play against the big boys yeah. and they just got destroyed. They didn't, they were losing 12 to nothing. Everybody laughed them, said, you guys go back to Louisiana. <laughs> this year they went back and dominated. I don't think they lost a single game and they won the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you do that? Well, that, that, <laughs> is, Coach. that is a great example of, and, and this is how I feel about every sport, but it's really true about hockey. You got to let them love it, man. Mm -hmm. Like your brother's grandson. Mm-hmm. Like I go to the rink. I'm at the rink on Friday go nights. Go Abel, you're on the podcast. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm at the rink Friday nights after our game till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, getting the building ready for the next day. The youth hockey starts at eight o'clock the next day. So I try to get back to the rink by about six o'clock, and your brother and and his grandson they meet me at the door every time, yeah. and and they're ready to go. And that is that takes me back to when I was two years old, you know. And it, you gotta love it. Like yeah. if yeah. you love being out there, <clears throat> then it's it, the rest takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. And that's what your your brother's grandson has is he just has a passion for improvement. And that's how they go from yeah. getting spanked one year to to spanked going in and laying next. down the law the next. You know? <laughs> that's pretty amazing though that at that age. You're actually traveling to play games. That never, I mean, I was a basketball guy. That didn't happen Well, yeah. back in, you know, a thousand years ago when I was playing. But, yeah. Uh, you played locally on Saturday mornings, but, mm -hmm. uh, but you didn't travel. It takes a tremendous commitment. It, it really does. Like, um, and, and for all of those young guys that really love the game, like, like my youngest boy, who now plays for us, you know, for seven years, 
every Thursday I had to check him out of school at noon. We drove to Dallas, jumped on a plane, went to some town mm-hmm. to either practice eight times or play four hockey games, wow. mm. then get back on a plane, come back here, drive back to Shreveport, and then mm. he was in school at eight o'clock on Monday morning. And, wow. and it, it was a commitment. It, yeah. And that's what, if you want to continue to grow, that, that's what you have to do. If I want to play hockey for the Mudbugs, how does that happen? Well, you, you get started in a youth hockey program, just like the one that's here. And then if you really evolve, then you have to go someplace and make, make a double A or a triple A team. And then after you've done that for four or five years, then you get a chance to go to a junior program like we have here. Okay. And then if you get that opportunity, that hopefully takes you to a Division One or a Division Three school, and, and yeah. then life happens from there. The kids playing on this team are from all over the world. I oh, mean, yeah. They've all got accents worse than ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, we have Canadians. We have Russians. We have Czechs. Um, you know, you're only allowed to have four of those, but it's uh, they're they're a big part of our team. For imports. For imports. Yeah. For imports. So non any any four non-American players. Okay. Now some of our players, our American, went to Canada to play, and okay. then came back to us. So they're not considered an import. Uh, where are you from originally? Just outside of London, Ontario, Canada. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's you still got the Canadian. A little accent, bit. Even though you've been down here in the south bit. for so yeah, long, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it, it it really does depend. If I if I get talking to Canadian friends, which I've been mm-hmm. doing a lot lately, it's recruiting season, so. So, you, so I, well, I don't even know. Should I ask about the playoffs? Because this is not exactly a timely thing. Well, it doesn't it matter when you ask them because every year ask. they're going to be in the playoffs. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, in terms of the timeliness of when this podcast is going to drop. But the, let's ask you. I mean, you're going into the playoffs again. You're getting ready to start it. Yeah. So talk to us about how this season has gone and, and what you hope to accomplish here. Well, I, you know... It happens every year. You would think that I wouldn't let my blood pressure go up and I wouldn't worry <laughs> about it, but we got off to a really slow start. I think at one point we were 2-12, and 12, and, uh, and then we just started to figure it out. We started to become mud bugs. We started to understand what our, our results come from, our behavior and our action. Our behavior and action comes from our, our culture, and our culture comes from our character, and our character comes from our choices. So we got to start making the right choices to grow our character, to get the culture, to get the behavior, to get the action, <laughs> to get the results. And we finally got to the point where we were yeah. like, you know what? Winning is a choice that I make. Like what I do on the ice and practice, what I do on, and when guys really started to internalize that and, and get their identity, we got the confidence that came with it. And, and you know, I think we went some ridiculous number like I think it was 39 and 12 or something like that to, to mm. finish off the year so we got all the way up to uh, third place and, and we played Lone Star in the first round and I like us uh, I like us a lot you know yeah. um, I don't I don't think we're a third place team but one thing about it in this business mm-hmm. all you got to do is get to the dance yeah. If you get to the dance, then you just wait for the music and, and then you get at it. And then, <laughs> Which you have at every uh, stoppage in play, right? Thank that's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, that's right. It's good. Uh, yeah, well, look, you know, Alex Anderson, our sports director here yeah. at KTV, I mean, he's a gigantic Mudbugs fan and he has stuff with you guys on all the time. So um, I, we hear about I love you him. constantly. Great guy. Great, great guy. And Alex knows it. Like, he was one of those youth hockey kids that yeah. mm-hmm. loved to be at the rink every day, you know? And, yeah. Uh, he he just a phenomenal. Alex part worked of what for we, me actually. 
And we went to. Oh, that's the, right. I forgot. And about we that. had your mud bugs come meet us at a skating rink and teach our car hops how to that's skate. Right. Because that's the kind of thing you do with that's your corporate right. sponsors. That's right. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. We had we had big events at skating rinks and these and they would come in and teach us how to skate. Oh well. So that's cool corporate uh, yeah. partnerships there, right? It is. Uh, yeah. They're creative. They're very creative. Well, right back. Right back to you. Man. <laughs> it was really, honestly, it, it was a great, great, great relationship. Um, well, we're down to our last couple of minutes here. So what, what kind of things do you want to, what parting messages would you like to leave to the community about your <laughs> franchise, uh, uh, where you're going in the future, what kind of plans you have for the future, all those kind of things? You know, we're just going to continue to try to, to make George's Pond a better place to come and, and watch a hockey game, to have a birthday party, to bring your daughter or your son figure skating, mm -hmm. to come public skating, to watch a hockey game. Um, and, you know, I, I love what you guys are doing because I'm just a big believer in, you know, if we, if we keep saying what Shreveport doesn't have, we become blind to what it does. Mm -hmm. and, and the opposite also holds true. If, if you start to see Shreveport as a great place before you know it, that's exactly what it is. And uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that we have a, a show like this that we can sit down and talk about the good things about Shreveport because mm -hmm. there is a lot of good. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. I, I <laughs> love being here. Well, we're going to have to go a minute over because I got to brag about him even more. Okay. Uh, you know, you've got your own consulting company, Learn, Learn Lead, Win. Sure. So I'd recommend to anybody that wants someone to come talk to your corporation or even small. We had 35 Sonics. He would come talk to us, 38 Sonics, whatever. But if you have car dealerships, whatever business, reach out to Muskie because he can inspire your people like nobody I've ever seen <laughs> if he has time. Um, if you have, if you want to come take your daughter to a ice skating event, you know, you guys have free skating. So go out to a game and enjoy it. And if you want somebody that you can uh, partner with to sponsor, that's really going to bring the local people to love your business. I would say reach out to Mudbug Hockey and Muskie because it was a great, it was a great experience for us. Thank you, brother. Thank so. you. Thank you. Well, I think that's going to about wrap it up. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. Appreciate Enjoy uh, learning some of the behind-the-scenes stuff about the <laughs> mud bucks, because I hear about them all the time, every day. <laughs> good, from Double A, you know that. Good, so good, he's good. like your biggest fan. Yeah. Second, for real. Second biggest fan. Oh, I'm sorry, second biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, my mistake. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, uh, Shreveport and Mudbugs Hockey, our special guest here today. And uh, we learned a lot about uh, this game. And But who's the greatest hockey player of all time outside of Wayne Gretzky? Uh, wow. Uh, probably Lemieux. Uh, ter terrible that his, yeah. that his career was so short. But he, he yeah. was really phenomenal. Just an outstanding talent. But, man, From every Pittsburgh. year it gets... Like for a long time, you could say Sid, and yeah. now you know. Now you Sidney Crosby. Yeah, now you yeah, kill my, McCarr. I know he's not the best of all time, but he's my favorite, and that's Brett Hull. Oh yeah, great shooter. Yeah, Connor McDavid's also another. Like mm -hmm. he's just owning the game right now. There's yeah, crazy. Didn't he got get like get 150 points plus this year? Yeah. First guy to do that in like decades. There's also an 05 coming up from Canada right now named Bedard. And keep that mind, keep that name in mind because he's going to be All right. special. All right, good enough. Scott Musket from the uh, Shreveport Mudbugs. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of uh, Good to Know Shreveport Bozier. Have a good one, everybody.